It's Coffee Club Time! We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646-876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good morning to you, and I hope you're all well on this what is it? April 20th. Am I correct? 2022. So we're all here. Uh, we're ready to go. Uh, this is kind of shutdown week here because we're packing up. We're coming back in June, but we're packing up to go back to Indiana. And it gets harder and harder every single time. But we're doing that. Uh, going to spend the day doing a little bit of um, after this show and I get some email problems straightened out with the server and so Tim and the people can get all their requests well then I'm going to go out and cook one last time on the grill we're leaving on Friday morning to fly back to Indy at Lions Club tonight Uh, One of the experiences I had yesterday, man, oh man, making yourself look bad. I called Uber 
because one of my prescriptions was still stuck at Walgreens because the cardiologist, I forgot to put on the note to switch it to um, CVS. So they had wrote me and said, you know, here's one, it's, it's available, you need to go get it. So I called Uber, put in Walgreens all the information, ready to go. Get to get to the drugstore, and the and the driver walks in with me. That's unusual, but he did. And I said, "I come to pick up my prescription." She said, "We don't have a prescription." I said, "What do you mean? You've been sending me letters every day, trying to get me to come and pick this up after two or three days." So here I am. Well, she checked again. I'm sorry, sir, but there's no prescription. I said, well, that's pretty bad. You send me all this way, and I really need this medication. So she said, sorry, I just don't have it. And she said, do you know where you're at? And I said, well, standing here at Walgreens. She said, no, you're in CVS drugs. So that's why the prescription wasn't there. So we had to make a hasty retreat, apologize to her and say, I am so very, 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 very sorry. I had no idea. You walk in these drugstores, they look the same. And so we had to go to Walgreens and finally got it done and got home. It was a little dicey trip, but we, we finally got it done. But just goes to show you just never know. Other than that, this last week has been pretty good. The doctor and I got together uh, via phone. We worked out a deal on our medicines, and it looks like the blood sugar is good again. Everything is working well, so I feel much better, and I'm not in those days where I was having 300-level blood sugars and 372 and all of that type of stuff. So that is all better now. So I'm so pleased about that. So thankful. Jenny, What? and by the way, before I go on, just a little road map. We're going to let the panel talk for just a few minutes. Then we're going to talk about our main topic, which is going to be travel and and some other aspects of travel and we're going to talk about that then when we're finished there we'll take your hands, calls you will not be shortchanged you may discuss anything and everything you want to so you will not be left out of the loop so Jenny what's going on with you? well I've gotten another lesson back yay so I can go on to lesson 7 now that's good and I'm going to, after the coffee club and I get utility bills printed and all that stuff, I'm going to call and try to make arrangements to send my Braille printer off to be cleaned. And I hate to do it, but it's better to do it while we're gone, I guess. And so when we get back in June, everything should be done for you. It should be. It takes them a little while to do it. Yeah, to get it done. And I don't know. 
how many places or even if they do it anymore so you'll just have to see but oh and by the way I did get my braille printer and not braille printer braille display and it's called the Mantis Q and I'm learning to use braille well I mean not learning to use it but incorporating it it's nice to be able to sit here and read the braille display while I'm here in the meeting, can see who's coming in, not going in, how long a feature is, and that type of thing. Anything else going on with you, Jennifer? No, I'm looking forward to our, our little cookout today. I love being able to have things on the grill. Well, you not get that. I'm looking so forward to what food will be like in Indy, but oh well, I'll get over it. Yeah, well, we're cooking that today so we'll be doing that after the show and then I have a Lions Club meeting that's about to come to an end but um, you know so um, let's go with Jeff first Jeff's usually last but for some reason well we'll say good hello to everybody and uh, we were joking about cooking with Jeff but that's not going to happen Chris, Dave and Bill and Jennifer, <laughs> I'm not a, I am not a, a good cook. I uh, I call myself a survival cook. Everything is good here in Albany, New York. Although we had snow here yesterday, like they had in Altoona, Dave will tell you about that. Um, I think you had a little more than we got, but it was no fun. Um, there were power failures throughout the various counties around Albany, or at least around where I was. There wasn't, but I know there were. But this is not unnormal for April. We have had snow in April. When I first started working for New York State, it was like April 24th. And that happened to be a, a Wednesday. and Or Thursday, I should say. Cause that, and the, that, that following Friday, we had a snowstorm. And, and all the instructors who were supposed to be teaching us, we were in this computer program of training, couldn't make it in. But we all got in. But they couldn't make it in. What does that tell you about, <laughs> about people? We had no problems taking the buses to work, getting in from where we, wherever we all lived got to work no instructors <laughs> oh well that was some 40 someone that was some 30 no 40 years ago so yeah. 42 years ago everything is good here what can i say we're doing just fine that's great jeff well we'll keep it that way we'll see if we can get jeff worked up or something here during the show today <laughs> that's our goal each and every week to see what jeff is going to say or do it depends upon how many cups of coffee he gets in him. That's true. Uh, that, that. All right, let's go to Altoona, Pennsylvania, and we've got Chris and Dave checking in. Well, we did have that snow on Monday, and we probably got about four and a half inches within a couple hours. It snowed hard and heavy for a while. Fortunately, it didn't really last because temperature went up some so that was a good thing other than that we've just been working on computer stuff and we got the printer going and it's now scanning and so forth and that's actually about all we had a little power bar failure yesterday and I was trying to make lunch and the June and one of the air fryers quit and went offline and it turned out that it was a bad power bar that needed to be reset but we have a new one ordered so 
Yeah, you we'll, can't win them all. You know how that goes. We'll take care of that when it gets here. <coughs> but you got it fixed. We got it fixed, and we got to eat finally. So it's all good. Yep. When when they start messing with your eating time, there's trouble. So we don't want that to happen. Um, Sunshine is continuing. For those of you who heard the show Monday, she's continuing to dump her water bowl. So we got a we got a water fountain, but the pump didn't work. So we've got to take it back tomorrow and get something else. Try to um, remedy that situation. Well, that's good that all is well on the Chris and Dave front. Well, I'm sure you'll be chiming in on this next topic here in just a minute. Radio Tim, without mail, what's going on with you? Doesn't that always make me look good when I say? There we go. I there. wouldn't unmute for me for some huh. Anyway, hi. Um, I, part of that is because I was working on the mail, but I'm still not having any luck, but we'll see. Anyway, trying to change my settings. Uh, but, um, all ready to do a, a show today, even if I don't get requests, and those of you that have my Comcast email address can send me requests that way. Um, Would it work? And uh, also, if you have Twitter, you can send them to at Radio Tim One R A D I O T I M and the number one, and uh, that should work too. Anyway, and uh, but right now. Unless it changes before my show, I won't be able to take phone requests. Yeah, and I get them all. I get all your phone requests. If I'm still working on the computer, I'll I'll copy them over to you. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so I'll I'll copy I'll you over. So in our Dropbox or something. Yeah, I can put you in some <coughs> some uh, yeah. email. Well, yeah, you could do that too. Yep. Yeah. Either way, we'll get you some emails because I'm getting them. That's the only thing I'm getting. But we'll we'll fix said problems. I have no idea. Like calling tech support is like pulling teeth. You just never know what's. Well, I, I, I just tried using their webmail, and uh, it's really weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We. I don't know if it's usable with a screen reader or not. I sure can't figure it out. <laughs> we were sold a bill of goods on this company, and so we don't know. But we're going to have to get it fixed. So, but I'm. I back mine up, and I probably suggest this for everybody to have a Gmail account created and usually they go through rain and snow so yeah my yeah, request can go to luck with the one I have so right they can go to Gmail also so so anyway we'll get right. the, those issues fixed get you fixed and you'll be 
chiming in on the next topic, I'm sure. Okay, is there anybody else on the panel that I've missed? All right. Now, um, and we will get to everybody else in just a few minutes. We're just going to, usually, normally we would have a guest sometimes, but there was no guest this week, so we had some topics that, that we thought about. Does anybody get apprehensive when they have to travel, especially going through an airport? A, have you have you traveled since COVID? Now, we've traveled several times. Um, do you adopt certain strategies when you go to the airport? Do you do certain things? Uh, do you take your phone and use IRA? Do you enlist the help of one of the agents at the airport to get you from point A to point B? Do you check your baggage? How do you how do you handle these things? And maybe it's, the other question would be, when you order your plane tickets, and this is what we had trouble with, do you know that most websites charge you for that privilege of giving them a call to uh, pay for, to get a plane ticket? They charge you to do that. So these are some things you should probably learn up front. So I guess we'll start with you, Chris and Dave, and then we'll go to Jenny. And Do you adopt a certain strategy when, when you fly, like when you go to Arkansas, or is there something you do? Well, we haven't actually traveled since COVID, and that's been intentional because um, we didn't need to. I mean, you're in a different situation and you have to, but we didn't have to, so we didn't. One of the things I always do is I always, always write down in Braille my airlines, of course, and the airline's phone number, <clears throat> and then my flight numbers, my departure times, my arrival times, I can't usually get the gate numbers just yet, but I always have that stuff available in my outer luggage pocket that I carry on because you just need you don't need to depend on the airlines to or the person if you get help from gate to gate you don't need to depend on them to get you to the right flight you need to take care of that yourself because uh, it works out much better. Um, we haven't used IRA in the airport because IRA was barely available the last time we flew, but I think I would. I try not to check luggage, although lots of times we do end up checking a bag. I don't like to check luggage because then you've got to go down and find it. So what I do is I tie something on it so that it can be easily spotted um, that seems to help I do the same thing with my carry-on in case I have to put it in the overhead uh, those are just some of the things that we do uh, we always carry some snacks and 
peanut butter and crackers or whatever. Yeah, that's always a good idea. It's um, a good idea, too. Also, for example, if you're flying Spirit Airlines or Southwest or whatever you fly, to make sure that you have access to the website. In other words, if you need to log in, if you need the website password, make sure you've got that and got that all straight. I had that problem once. So you don't want that problem. because One other thing we do before you leave us, um, Dave reminded me last time we didn't check any bags, and we didn't. And what I did was, I Tanya's was our first stop, so I shipped a box to Tanya's of things I knew would ship and be okay and um, I just sent it to her house and I tried to make it things that I know we would I knew we would use up before we came back to Pennsylvania and so I shipped a box to Tanya's and as it turns out we carried the box with us to wherever we went next and ended up in Fort Smith and eventually used all the stuff and didn't have to ship the box back and it worked out great. That's what you call a super planner. But always develop your online strategy, whether you use Ira, whether you use a friend or whatever. Make sure you have access to that website and maybe a printer if you need to print out certain things or you have a um, a friend that you know does it for you. Okay, Jenny, do you have certain strategies that you adopt? Well, I try for one thing. I try to pack as light as possible so that I can get what I'm going to need in in a carry-on bag because I don't want to check bags and. We've lots of times used Ira and used the website to get our tickets because the, the websites aren't very accessible for finding your your tickets and getting the right flights and all that. And then I've had pretty good luck with people at the airport, the hospitality people or whatever you call them being willing to help get you through security and all that and I always have to go through the around the gate and go through the other security so that that's one reason why I just get them to help me I guess yeah I always make sure I clean my pockets out da 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 the easier you can get through that x-ray point the the much better off you are because you don't want to get distracted in the line. And it happened a couple of years ago. I think they wanted to make example of me. They said something was on my hand, maybe explosives. And I kept having to... Next thing you know, they're, they've got me in this line. And Jenny's trying to get on the plane. And she's already on the plane. And I'm standing there still in the line. And they're making me take my clothes off and they're checking this and checking that and and, you know so it's best to be as prepared as you 
can possibly be. And I, have slip-on shoes on. Yeah. Oh, yes, because you know you're going to have to take your shoes off. Yes. I forgot about that. And no socks. I always wear slip-ons with no socks. And, and be sure that you've got to, if you have a laptop with you, that you can be prepared to turn it on or an iPad. Cause they or get a note-taker. A, yeah, a note-taker. They they really insist on that. Even though they can't see that screen on that note-taker, they, they, they want to do that. So, and make sure that you've got all your stuff when you leave that area. Um, and that reminds me, and Jeff, you might be able to chime on this because we know how you are with the funds. Do you keep a certain amount of money aside to pay these people that come and help you at the airport? I do. Personally, I do, Bill, because I think it's important because they don't get a lot of money. They're not making, like, big bucks to, to do that kind of work. Right. So I do tip them. Um, the one thing I don't like, and I, I, I insist, I almost got kicked out of the airport one day, I will not have them throw me in a wheelchair. I, I can walk very well. I have no problem with it. I said, you want, I'm, I'm heavy. You're going to want to drag me in a wheelchair. That's fine, but I'd really prefer not doing that. Now, I agree that there are people who need the wheelchairs. That's important. But why are you taking up a wheelchair for someone who can't, who doesn't need one when that wheelchair could be used for someone who does need one? Um, one thing I, I think that, that you could do now, and I'm, they always like to have you print your boarding passes. And, but I don't even know if they still use paper boarding passes. Bill, you, you did, I haven't flown since 2010, I think, or 2011, uh, when we went to Georgia uh, the last time. But I think some of that stuff can be done with your iPhone with the barcodes, but I'm not really sure. So uh, I don't want to give inf- misinformation. But, uh, but it seems to me that the, the, the more prepared you are, as Bill's right, um, I always try not to check things underneath if I can help it. But sometimes you can't. And the more things you have, the more you're going to pay. That I can tell you. That I do know. Um, so, as I said, I haven't flown in a long time. I, uh, I'm thinking about flying into uh, Dayton. Well, I was thinking about going to Dayton, Ohio, for the ham radio convention. However, the airfares are so expensive these days, you just don't know. I mean, uh, Bill, you did the right thing, and you, you, you have a lot more patience than I do. But uh, you might want to talk about how you handled that uh, trip going to uh, Indianapolis, because uh, they can vary from day to day. Well, we talk about it um, on the lines, so I really needed to be back to preside over a meeting in person and whatever the case may be. But the tickets were varying in prices. You might get one day as 175, and then the next day, or several days in a row, they were 700 dollars and up. So that wasn't a cheap situation so I had to do what was best for us and get us a cheaper flight but we had to wait but if it had been an emergency I guess we would have just had to take it but with the conditions and the airlines and the way they're canceling now and the way things are going you know, we did finally get a cheaper flight, but we had to wait and wait and wait on that flight just just to get it 
to to get back to Indiana. But it was it, it was patience. And by the way, if anybody has a question, just raise your hand. If you're in the room already, just raise your hand, and we'll. And it pertains to travel. Then we'll talk about that for right now. So if you do have a question, maybe you're contemplating travel soon. Maybe you're going to a, a convention in July. Maybe you're not. But if you have anything, you know, concerning travel, I don't know. Um, but that's how I did it, Jeff. It was just a little bit of patience. But they didn't understand so much on the other end. Um, they, you couldn't just pick and choose. And I, I well, and and we should add that we try to get nonstop flights too, so you don't have to worry about changing planes because sometimes you can get flights where they just land someplace and and take on more passengers and let people off but you, but we've had them where they changed it too where we thought we had a flight like that and we ended up changing completely changing planes so so is your flight from uh, uh, Florida to Indy non-stop bill or is, do you have to change planes it's non-stop and Gail we recognize that Jeff Bringer in if that. she has a question Related Gail, to uh, travel. Do you have a question related to travel? Uh, please unmute yourself if you have a question related to travel. Go ahead, Gail. I was just wondering, uh, with with travel, I've had experiences over the years where big airports and you can't get help sometimes. How do you solve that kind of thing without feeling like you're going to be uh, imposing on people? Let's say the the stewardesses, you know, the flight attendants and people like that. Um, how do you get around some of that kind of thing? You don't. You ask for help if you need it. You most, of the, most of the airlines have people that, that that's what they do is help you get from place to place and things like that. And if you, well, for us, it's easy because we're both walking in by ourselves and with canes and, and so they know that we're probably going to need some kind of help. And we've never had trouble. I know when I used to fly by myself back when you called the airlines, I would just tell them that I was going to need assistance and they would put it on the ticket. But but the other thing, Gail, now is it's not only blind people that need help. There's a lot of seniors that can't walk from point A to point B. Or they might have, you know, some extra medical equipment like some oxygen machines or something that they need and the airlines are pretty good about that or the airport it's actually the airport they're pretty good about providing those people to do that so that is not a real concern anymore I don't feel bad about that at all because we're just a small minority. I talked to the people there that that you travel with and they said, oh no we might get one or two blind people a month but we get a lot of people who just for whatever reason need help. Maybe Jeff's coming there and maybe Jeff's got a bad ankle and Jeff can't walk for a certain amount of time but Jeff needs to travel or Jeff's got some reason you know 
He needs assistance. So it's much better than it was when it comes to that. And you're not imposing. That's their job. That's what they go to work for. Thanks. And normally the people who help you around the airport, Gail, that they, they actually don't work for the airline itself. They actually work for the airport. Uh, the ground agents who do that kind of work a lot of times. So, because I remember asking them, do you work for the airline? No, we work for, we work for, we're a contracted company that work for the airport. Um, and, and, and it is good to have some money around uh, that I have. I always have dollar bills or $5 bills or 10 you, Because I do believe that they don't get a lot of money and I do believe in tipping them. I think I think I, I think that's I kind of that important too, and I makes, keep that it, makes sense. I keep it in a pocket where I can easily and quickly access it. Right, that makes sense. Thank you so much. Well, I hope we made you feel better about it because don't worry about it at all. If you ever get to travel, you know that you use a walker, and you know you need some help. That's just so, there's a, a um, way of a life. number that one of the security agents gave us before for the, what is it, the transportation security agent or whatever it's called that you can call ahead of time and tell them that you'll be there and what flights are going on and they'll have somebody there to meet you and help you get through security. And So if, if anything's improved about flying, that has in the fact that you can get help but don't feel bad about it because for the grace of god there go i and you never know when they're going to need that help so uh it uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't and if you even if you don't have the dollars to give them they're still going to help you so you don't need to worry about that that's just a little bonus on top of the cake for them. Thanks a lot. In all your travels and things, have you found certain airlines are much better than others or well that much difference? I used to say yes, that Southwest was far and away the best, but Spirit's been pretty good lately. Even the budget airlines um have been pretty good i think the fact that they know you're willing to travel in a COVID time or was a COVID time uh there was a little more bonding about that but like i said people are basically good they're not all that way of course i had that driver yesterday and I chose a path of not getting on him and screaming at him because he took me to the wrong drugstore and this, that, and the other. He was new to this country, maybe didn't know, just didn't know. Maybe doesn't have it as a driver. I don't know, but I didn't feel like putting abuse on him or doing that would have, would have solved a problem. So it would, only, it would have only stressed you out, Bill. You don't need that either, too. No. no. Well, and he stayed there with you, so. Yeah, I mean, he stayed there with me until we finally got it done. So, and. So, do we have any other raised hands? 
They want no, to ask I, you I was going to ask you a question. Do you use other websites like Kayak or Travelocity to do your air, or do you actually go to the individual airlines' websites, Bill? I, I've done it both ways. I I find I get better service if I if I go directly to the website, but I could be totally wrong on that, Jeff. Oh. All right, Jeff, sort these hands out, buddy. Oh, my God. I can't believe we have so many hands here. Well, let's start with the first hand, which is Charles in Baltimore, Maryland, and then we'll go to the 320 area code. Go ahead, Charles. Unmute yourself, please. Yes. How's everybody? Good. Do you have any questions about traveling, please? Uh, Yeah. um, I noticed when I went to Greece, I was with my relatives and stuff a couple years ago. Like, I had a um, talking clock, and it's I went, had to go through security several times. They were kind of suspicious about it. I don't know why, um, but they were. And also, I noticed, too, the air, I have flown by myself before, and they're, <clears throat> they're more than happy to help you for the, you know, for the most part. Um, it just, I have seen nobody here, but uh, some blind people get downright nasty with people who try to help them. Um, saying they can do it all and all that stuff. Um, and I don't agree with that either. I think it makes us look bad. Because <clears throat> um, it's an airport, it's a very big place. You can get lost in there for hours. <laughs> there are even days, it may seem like. Those things are huge to walk around in. So, um, also, um, I, the reason why I don't fly anymore, basically, is I have this big, huge, when I call it huge, a big, huge machine um, that I have to use for my leg. Um, it's like about, it's you need a big suitcase um, to put it in it, do it comfortably. And I can't see carrying a cane and, and using two suitcases. That's just, <clears throat> not just too much, in my opinion. Um, so... Um, I would just tell people just to be respectful and to be nice, and you know they're they have a lot on them. And I, I just say I've never had any problems with the airlines flying alone. So that's just my take on it. One of the nicest airlines that I flew was Delta at one time. I've, I've flown Delta a few times to Georgia, and the people there were just wonderful to work with. Oh, yeah. they are. They are, and you know this. I remember in the 70s and the early 80s, the silly stuff about sitting in an exit row and all that. That stuff was totally nonsense. Um, I know it's not on the subject, but you know what I'm saying. You know, I don't know if you heard about the big boo-ha-ha about uh, being able to operate a exit row door, you know, being totally blind. I wouldn't want to do it. Oh, yeah, so, that but unfortunately I think flying's changed a little bit post pandemic or pandemic and then beyond. Um yeah I think so too. I I think it's it's changed a little bit. When we first started flying here a couple of years ago, a lot we would have to sit two seats apart and of course you wear the masks on the plane <clears throat> You know, you do this and do that, and there's always somebody 
trying to fudge it and do this and do that. So uh, flying could be a little more stressful now, I think, perhaps without no face coverings now. Maybe maybe that'll be better. But that, that was a good thing. And thank you for your comments, Charles. You are coming. Thank you, too. Okay, uh, next one is a three two zero. I'm not sure who that is. So uh, you know, you're better than I remembering these things, Bill. But go now ahead. This, is, yourself, this could please. be Beth, but I'm. I am Beth. Yeah, it is Beth. Yes. Do you have any questions about traveling? Uh, that's the topic today, Beth. Or talking yeah, about traveling. In fact, uh, I've got a comment. I, I I've gone the last few years. Anytime that I go anywhere on the plane, I've been going first class because it seems like it's so much easier. And now I'm I'm hoping that I can get to Dallas this summer because we're having our National Church Conference of the Blind there again at the MCM Elegante Hotel, and I wanted to be able to to be I want to be able to afford to go. I just hope it can work out. <laughs> well, I, you, I, you might want to look at tickets, uh, especially in advance, and especially. First class. Now, people like Southwest, you sit where you sit, where you sit, where you sit. There's no first class, second class, third class. And that's what I, I, and I'm not trying to just push Southwest here, but what I like about it is you're, you're not assigned a seat. You get a seat, you sit there. But you don't have to A, like in most airlines, what you're finding out is they have the cheap fares, all right, but then you have to pay for the seat. Now, it's not only now that they make you pay so much for the seat. Now, you've got a bid on the seat as an auction. So, uh, I think they're taking it to a whole new level. So they certainly are. You know, when you when you go looking for first class, you want to make sure that you don't just come up a couple days before and say, "Ah, I'm going to go to Dallas and I'm going to fly first class." When you book your flights, do you call the airlines, Beth, or do you have a travel agent? You know, I actually have my sister and brother-in-law helping me with that because they can always find some reasonable fares and you know several years back I know that I went somewhere back in 16 it was a, a, a few months before my 60th birthday and I was reading uh, I was reading emails from Delta that I had gotten and and then I, I heard it say I first G and I wasn't sure what that was all about and my sister called me the next day and I said Patrice is that a um, was that a time change or a flight change? And she said, no, we upgraded you to first class. So that was one of the things they did for for my 60th birthday. <laughs> so first class. And one time I did fly in first class, but it was by accident. I got on the plane, and some guy that was flying first class said he wanted to give up his seat so that I could sit in first class. Well... Oh, well, my goodness. I wasn't going wow. to argue with him, but I didn't notice any real benefit of it. I had a lot more leg room and this, that, and the other. And I can't remember. Maybe maybe they would service some extra soft drinks or something. I don't 
remember, but I'm only I only remember, remember going first class from Albany, New York to Charlotte. I mean, from Charlotte to Augusta, Georgia. And, and the guy said to me, he wouldn't tell me what he was doing. He says, there's a problem with the ticketing here. Let me see if we can fix it for you. Little did I know that he had upgraded me to first class. I said, you didn't have to do that. She says, well, we're empty. There was only two other people in first class. Why not give you the seat? What do I care? And, we and- flew. Sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, we flew first class to Arkansas in 2018. Um, only because we don't fly much at all. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it. And so we did. And we had more room. Um, we didn't have three seats in a row. We just had two, which was kind of nice. And we had a little more room in the overhead because, you know, there weren't as many people up there. And I thought it was a little quieter. And I think we did get extra drinks and stuff. They give you your drinks if, you, if you'd like to have, like, I like to occasionally have a gin and tonic on the flight, and they give you, and the drinks are free in first class. Oh, my gosh. Once he gets started. Yeah. Don't, even, don't yeah. even go there, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I think we flew first class once on Allegiant because we sat up there, and there was a little table between us, and there were like the seats were bigger, and the he did have more leg room, and there were just two seats there. Right, but it, but it would, you know, it it's a little different now. They they don't do that. Most of the time, you'll find these airlines are busy up there on the speakers. They may give 30 seconds to a minute to safety, and then it's on about, um, maybe if you're flying spirit, it's all about the credit card and points you're going to get. If you fill out an application during the flight and you're approved and blah, 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 blah. And it just and goes snack on. snack and drink menu that you have to use your debit card if you want anything. So if you, if you want to set it up, you have to pay for it. it it's totally different. I used to look forward to those airline little snacks that you used to get back many many years ago but you know it, it it's different you know post pandemic but you know we'll see um, I can remember when we went we flew back in 2020 and there was nobody hardly at the airport you could just waltz around it was like nothing and they were they were glad to help you because they wanted something to do so yeah yeah. Uh, you know, you know the other thing, Bill, uh, let's not forget about this. And I don't know if you have to do this now, but you may, if I were you, and I would, if you have been vaccinated from the COVID, I would make a copy of it and take that with you if you have to. You, because I don't know if they're going to, right now, they, they may ask you to show it, they may not. I don't, I don't know. If that, that depends on where mm-hmm. you go, and the, it all depends on the whole situation. Right, and I think that depends. You know, they found out maybe they're violating somebody's rights and whatever the case. But we've got it on our phone anyway. But, yeah, that's that's a, uh, it's a thing. Do you have anything else, Beth? All right, she's muted. Oh, she's muted. Okay. Who's next? We oh, have two more. I'm, I'm sorry, Jeff. I didn't. I hope it was all right for me to unmute just a yeah. little bit. But I wanted to let you know the, the, the good news. After I told you about that stalker, that, that that guy that was bullying me and all that last week, I wanted to let you know he's out of here now and he's out for good. As as of this uh, Monday of this week, he was 
told he can he's out of here and he can't come back. Very good. Very good, Beth. Very good. Very good. If you want Thank to you. talk more about that on oh, our next segment. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Next is Pierre out out there in the south there, southern, the warmer, warmer weather we're having here in Albany, New York. Go ahead, Pierre. Unmute yourself, and then David Meyer, you'll be next. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Uh, well, uh, you know, Teresa and I, years ago, we made a list, a braille list, and any time we travel, we pull that list out. It's like. Raise the air conditioner. Make sure you have your medicine. Check the appliances before you leave. You know, just a list of everything. Because even though you know you've gotten everything, you always feel, what did I forget? You know? and uh, That's a good idea. Very but, good. Uh, and uh, also, uh, man, the plane tickets have gone up. Ooh. We usually fly out of Baton Rouge. And it usually costs us four, four, four fifty to go to ACB conventions. But just out of curiosity, yesterday I priced tickets out of Baton Rouge to Omaha sixteen hundred and seventy-five dollars. Oh my God! Yeah, that's a lot of money. But what you can do, Pierre, is every day you check it, and certain there are certain days of the week that they're lower. I don't know if that. But check it every day. I mean, or check it every other day because you never know when that fare is going to go down. But the way that the, the guy told me is that he said we have some cheaper flights, but there's seven and eight hour layovers. Right. So we were lucky to get what we did when we got it. When it just took some time, and you're right, Pierre. And they said they're. Flights up to five thousand dollars, so right. it's not exactly easy out there to get a flight. That's why we're getting our business all together in one place and headed oh, back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, it's terrible. Morning, uh, <laughs> the grands, the great grands are here saying the good great, morning. Oh, are they? <laughs> Are you yeah. going to let them check out Bella? Oh yeah, they love Bella. Bella, they used to. Bella used to be their cat, and uh, so they always come see her. Oh well, there you go. But anyway, the so that is this going to change your outlook on going to the the convention this year, flying to Omaha? We're probably not going to go. You know, you figure two plane tickets at $1,675 a piece. You know, that's $3,350. That doesn't count your hotel room. Right. And, and, and that expenses. don't count your meals. And yeah, any you other. You believe food is going to be out of 100% charged. Four notifications. Page one and two. Adjustable. So, anyway, that. It it makes it really really bad, right? Um, well, I know a lot of people that have decided they're not going because of the price of the plane tickets and the price of the food. Right now, I don't know about flying, and I, I'm not saying the politics of it because you know where I go. But I think I, of course, it'd be a, a short drop for you, but. If it was right up the road in New Orleans, 
that that might be a different situation. Well, yeah, New right. Orleans is usually cheaper, but then you got to drive seventy-five miles. You know, right? But you know that versus going to Omaha, and nothing against Omaha, but gee right. whiz, uh, it's just just real expensive. But your idea of a list is super because. I, how many times I forgot something, forgot a cord, forgot this, forgot that. I've even forgot meds before. So Yeah, we put on there, pack iPod, pack, uh, turn off alarms, you know, uh, everything. Uh, and we've had this list for years, and we pull it out every time we travel. No, that's, that's, that is a great thing, you know, just, just to remember these things and just... Right. Just to do it, so that that goes right up at the top of the list. Pierre, is there anything else before we go to the next caller? That's it. All right, buddy, take care. Thank you, Pierre. All right, David, Mike, can you unmute yourself, please? Yeah. Hey, David, go ahead. You're, on, you're unmuted. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I, I was waiting for my jaws to be a little quieter. Anyway. We generally limit yeah. our travel. Uh, we generally limit our travel to uh, certain places, and Southwest actually covers them. We don't even consider anything else because one of the great things that, and maybe they don't do this anymore because we haven't traveled since the pandemic began. But one of the great things that Southwest used to do was yeah. allow you to check your luggage for free as long as you uh, limit your luggage to less than 75 pounds. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's the only airline that I know of that, that would let you check luggage without a fee. Um, and we also um, it also used to be that you could call a special number and not be charged additionally for your reservations. Um, I don't know if that's the case anymore. It is. Uh, I am not particularly web savvy. Uh, So if all else fails and say we're going up to see family in Minnesota, I will call one of my family members and have them look at fares for me and um, go from there. That's a good idea. Uh, by the way, Southwest still does not charge you on the phone for helping, making a reservation for you, and they the baggage policy is still the same. So those okay. two things have not went away. No, that's good. I um, I do have some real anxiety about flying. Oh, I use a CPAP machine. Yes. And one of the things that I actually dread um, is getting into one of those expedited lines because, um, you know, they'll just sort of take your bag and run it through. And um, I've actually lost the functionality. Now, I think things are maybe better than they were back in those days, but. Over the years, I've lost the functionality of two CPAP machines after flying. And so I sure as heck don't want to have that happen a third time. Um, 
And that, uh, once they start messing with my bag, um, that's when I really begin to lose it. Um, and with the expedited, th- with the expedited uh, uh, travel, that's basically what, is, what has happened when I've gone through it. Well, you know, I would go back to a suggestion that Chris made earlier in the thing. If possible, if possible, that might be a good idea to ship one of those where you're going. Um, I don't know if it's practical or possible, but... For me, it's not. I've never had more than one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't understand why they have to be so tough on everything. Why you can't... Why they won't accept it if you tell them it's a medical device. Because many people, it's just like iPads and things. They know what an iPad is by now. And they x-ray stuff. They can see that it's an iPad. What are you really going to do with an iPad? Well, why would anybody? Why would anybody want to have anything to do with somebody's personal CPAP machine? Right, yeah. that's stupid. Some of that stuff is just stupid. So that but, that is one thing to keep in mind: is that CPAP machine because you want to keep it safe. Absolutely, yeah. I've, I've actually, I've actually requested not to do expedited boarding and my requests have been ignored now they they want to keep you in a safe place or out of the way you know they want to get you on they want to do whatever the case may be and you know get you on the plane do you carry your CPAP machine with you um, on the plane or do they yes I do yes I do okay so and the only thing that you then could possibly do is say hey this is my CPAP machine please handle it with extra care as they slam it to the floor you know what I mean but (laughs) you hope I got you you know I I, just for just for that reason if I have a choice, like uh, I've, several times I've gone to the NFV Washington seminar, and when I have, I have almost always taken a train because I feel like I have more control. Well, that's a possibility, except for some of us don't have a train, so we have to fly. Uh, no, I, d- I definitely understand what you're saying, and right now, train travel is at more of a premium than ever because they reduced a lot of trains and but yeah that uh, that is a a great thing but you might ask and I don't know this is just a crazy idea maybe but ask the CPAT people if there's something special you can do to your machine or is there something to make it more travel ready where these folks can't mess with it I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it would be it would be it it would be nice to know. Although, if I lost the functionality of this one, I might actually be able to get a new one, which they've owed me for a year. But yeah. so when you said you lost the functionality, what it was it something that could be reset, or was it, was it did you have to replace the machine? What happened when you lost the functionality of it, Dave? I had to replace it. Okay. 
Luckily, luckily, I was under warranty in one situation, and I was beyond the point of replacement in the other situation, so it didn't cost me to replace it, but it certainly could have. They're just not careful with things. I know someone that has used to use a motorized wheelchair, and even if they, he would tell them to engage, disengage the clutch and do all that stuff when they pushed it, they would still tear it up, and he'd always have to get it repaired whenever he flew. So there's, there's just no perfect scenario, unfortunately. But I would certainly try on that CPAP machine, but if you're looking to 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 get a new one, and I've had one, I had one for several years, and then all of a sudden, it quit working, and then it went back and got retested, and they said I didn't need one anymore. So I don't know if I did or didn't, or if they didn't know what they were doing. So, well, sleep studies are hardly an exact science either, depending upon who does them. Yeah, this one, the first time I went to the hospital to do it, and that was crazy. They'd wake you up in the night, uh, see what you were doing. and But the second one, I put this thing on my head and went to sleep, or tried to go to sleep, and that was hard. And that's when they said I didn't have a problem. So maybe it wasn't on right. I have no idea. But, you know, they, they said... The more weight I had lost, the better off it was. Now, I don't know if that's true. I have no idea. I think in, mo- I think in most cases it's true. I do think that there's something to be said for um, that you can inherit the problem. My dad definitely had it. He wasn't all that heavy. Uh, both of my brothers have it. I have it. And although I have put on a lot of weight over the years, um, I swear that I had it back when I was actually pretty slim in the uh, in the mid eighties. Well, you just never know. Well, safe travels to you. Whatever you do, are you going to fly to New Orleans this year? Actually, actually, no. Um, my wife has a, enough in the way of medical. Uh, concerns that I don't want to take Could a chance, you. so I'm opting to do virtual. Yeah, virtual, virtual, virtual. That'll that'll be another topic for another week. We'll be talking about virtual conventions. Why good, bad, and different? Uh, hybrid, whatever the case may be. The world is a changing, and I think I think 2020 made the changes for us so good luck uh, to you just a, just a yeah. final comment okay. now, I, I did it for another reason but um, if if airlines are so prohibitively expensive and our travel needs because of my wife's condition could change literally from week to week um, I can't ever guarantee actually that I'll be able to fly up um, say to visit family or to, to go elsewhere if we decide to it's something we would do together. So, at 150 bucks a year, it makes a Zoom account look pretty good. It does, doesn't it? It does very much so. 
So good luck to you, Dave. And well, thank you, Bill, good and, and everybody else. I think it's a great topic. Yeah, I'm, I hope so. And it's it needs to be talked about because we all do it. It affects us in one way or another, usually. Somehow, somehow. Thank you, Dave. And we're going to add more to this topic, too, in just a second. I'm going to tell you, and we're going to take these calls. After you get to said point, and you don't have anybody meeting you at the airport, how do you get... It's sometimes hard to find ground transportation to get yourself to where you need to be. So there's all there's always issues. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jeff, do we have any more callers? No, we're caught up. By the way, I, I was going to comment to you about the fact that you had that Uber driver, and even though he took you to the wrong place, he could have just said, you know, that's your problem. We're done. You know, and he, and, but he came with you. He... he uh, he brought you to the right drugstore. I mean, it may have cost you a little extra money, but the guy the guy was actually very nice to you, Billy, because well, he could have just left you there and said, hey, that's your problem. We're done, you know, and he was very nice to you about that whole thing. He, he was very nice. He was just trying. He just, he just messed up, but <laughs> it was one of those embarrassing moments, but hey, I was laughing to the lady when I left and said, I am so sorry, but how would you know when they walked you in these big drugstores and you walk all the way to the back, you wouldn't know. All right. We've officially, the phone lines are now open to anything you want to talk about. Is anybody on the panel? One one more thing about the drugstore before we go to Joe. Really, they should get in the habit of saying when you walk back there, welcome to Walgreens, may I help you? Yeah, then that would have tipped this off right away. Then I no. They need a greeter like Walmart. <laughs> yeah. You're lucky, you're lucky you can find a greeter at uh, Walmart now these days. So I think they got rid of some of them in some of the Walmarts. So you... Boy, you just never, never, ever, ever know, do you? No, you just never know. All right, Joe, unmute yourself, my friend. Oh, oh thank you very much. And for a general question, General is a nice fellow. Anyway, it's 54 degrees here at Albuquerque, New Mexico. Sunshine and nice warm breeze up to 82 or down to 51. And on Sunday, I'm going to do a very exciting project. We have uh, poets at the community library, and I'll be doing uh, two short poems up to three minutes. But but actually, I, I will be filmed. So eventually, when that's together... And they will add background music to it, and I'll be able to send. I will be able to send the video and audio by way of email out to everyone. So, anyway, this this is the latest here. Good morning, everybody. Um, I just wanted to say hey and whatnot, but um, you were. I'm going back to the travel thing for a minute because I just wanted to. Okay. Lay out how we do things around here. Um, we'll usually pack like two suitcases and um, a carry-on. You know, we um, for that. But since I use a wheelchair, I what I do is after I pack the suitcases, I I put a label on there and use um, like scotch tape to do that and. And sorry about that, my phone. Oh. Anyway, um, 
So what I do with that is I'll label it both in print and braille with, like, I'll put his name on his and then I'll put my, my name on mine, tape that. Then um, when we, you know, I do that with the carry-ons too, so, somewhat, but not always with the carry-ons. But the, um, and then I get, when we get to the airport, I always ask for help because of the wheelchair and lugging everything to the counter and stuff like that. Then, um, then we get, and I will push my own, here in, at the Albuquerque airport, I will push my chair and then he, he'll either, I'll, I'll either do sighted guide with him while I follow the, the, our helper because that way I won't get lost. And then, since I have enough sight that I can do that, but when, when you don't have uh, reading vision, you do need an extra pair of hands and an extra pair of eyes. So, but, and then when, I get, when we get everything done, um, and that's also going through security. Now, the only one time did I have to take off my shoes. And now, the, now they don't do that with me. Um, Have you ever had them damage your wheelchair when they had, when they were folding oh, it up? I almost lost my chair once. Um, this was back in in 2004. We had, um, of course, I had it all tagged and everything properly. But um, I was coming back from Austin, Texas, and, and they had um, left it. Well, we had another person on um, board that was also a wheelchair user, and I guess in their speedy work, somehow my I, my chair got temporarily lost. But with the, so when I got back here, I had to borrow one of the uh, wheelchairs and one of their chairs to sit up, waiting for another hour for mine to come back because because it, it ended up on the next plane. And I'm like. Okay, but um, for the most part, it's not that bad. But also, I have since I use an aisle chair, I I just tell them what kind of need, what kind of help I need, and it usually works really nice. And I have tipped the driver before, but last time that I did that, it was before COVID. But um, I had I offered, but he didn't want to take it. So we haven't traveled since COVID yet. I'm twenty. I think Rochester, New York, was the last. Was the last trip that we took. Now yeah. remember, Joe. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble with your wife. You know this when I say this. Remember, if she asks you for help, get, you have to say, "But honey, my hands are so weak." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you going to kill? And if and if he and if he does that, she's going to say, "Honey, I'm so sorry. I didn't see your toe there." <laughs> oh, we no. can't take you guys anywhere. <laughs> what can we do? Well, you're gonna, uh, Ellen, you're not going to kill me, are you? <laughs> no, well, I'm just, not... just going to tell you to be quiet. Not yet. I might. Thanks. I might do some other uh, sort of crime. No. <laughs> oh, uh, we 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 look forward to Chicago next year. We we can't 
We can't go this year because um, we can't stretch the dollar. But anyway, the goal for Chicago, that would be fun next year. Oh, man. I've been to Chicago, and I like Chicago, but it's been a long time since I've been there. I bet I've flown through Chicago, Joe, but I was there in 1968 when they had the Democratic Convention, and we took a cross-country trip from Albany, from, not from Albany, from New York City to California and back, and we were in Chicago during that time. What a, what? Well, you know what history was like then. It was a crazy time back then, but it was a great city. I really enjoyed Chicago. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been in Chicago a couple of times. We used to go when we when we were NFB. They had Chicago every, every year for some years. And I remember the Palmer House Hotel in Chicago. And I lived in Minneapolis. And we, we just took a charter bus. A whole bunch of us blind people from traveling on a charter from uh, Minneapolis to Chicago and back. And oh, the, the windy the windy city is fun. But yeah. Maybe, so anyway, I had. I've had also my my experiences with the Greyhound bus too. Huh. That that'll be for another time. The rest later on, continuing then it'll be the rest of the story. But Paul Harvey is resting in his heavenly home, giving newscasts all over the heavenly kingdom. <laughs> all right, thank you, there Joe. You go. Thank Thanks, you. Joe and Alan. Yeah. Okay. All right. What, oh, go ahead, Bill. Do we have somebody else? Oh, we got two people. We've got. Uh, let's go with the. Uh, oh, I knew we were going to hear. I, I knew we were going to hear from him, but we hadn't heard from him for a while. Bill in Chicago, and then iPod touches back again. Go ahead, Bill. Unmute yourself, please. Okay, real quick. It's about fifty degrees here today. Hey, sorry you got that snow the other day, Jeff and and Chris and Dave. Uh, the only thing is, I don't do a lot of traveling by air. I think the last time I flew by air was in. Oh, it's probably in the mid-70s for the kids. We decided we'd fly one Christmas down to my parents, went from Chicago to Fort Wayne. And that's the last time I've been on airline because my my daughter, she doesn't like to fly. My wife really never cared much to fly, and I like to train. But traveling, uh, it's, it's a challenge for almost anybody. I don't care who you are, and of course, with the prices of today, uh, it makes a difference. I mean, when uh, Pierre, or, uh, Pierre was talking about that airline price from from Baton Rouge to Omaha, well, I can see no one paying that to go to the ACB convention. Now, the only thing is, and uh, what's the name? Just mentioned his name now. Just on there in Albuquerque, he mentioned that uh, he he wants to come to Chicago. Uh, I don't know where the ACP convention is going to be in Chicago. I don't think they've heard or seen. But if it's at the Palmer House where it was the last time, that's okay. But let's still remember, Chicago is not the same as it was back in the 80s or 90s when they had the last convention here. Because I went to that and I forget where it was because it's just a half a block from where I work. So I ran over there a couple times through the day just to go to exhibit hall. But downtown Chicago is not like it was back then. There's stuff down there, but it's not as not as convenient. Not a whole lot of places. Not a whole lot of restaurants. A lot of them closed. They never reopened. And but the Palmer House is back open. But well, Bill, it's going to be in Schaumburg, not Chicago. It's going to be in Schaumburg. Oh, it's going to be in oh, oh, oh man. Well, expect to spend dollars out there because. Where they're going to hold at that hotel where they held the last time. The nearest the nearest restaurants are like five miles away. So if you want things like 
the fast food restaurants or the Culver's or any of those places, you're going to spend cab fare. They're not within walking distance. I know where that is because I, I the last time I was here, what was it, two years ago or whatever it was, I was here in Chicago. Well, that's what, yeah, instead, that's of, instead of Pierre going to the hotel for the convention, he'll stay at your house, and then uh, then you can well, put him well, out. Well, it really cost you then, because I'm about, I'm about uh, 40 miles from there. I'm, <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard Chicago. time, Bill. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. I'm just saying, I mean, if you talk about expenses, if you took a Uber back and forth every day, I'm about 40, probably about 40 miles from, from that hotel from Schaumburg, where I live. But there's one thing I was going to bring up. Uh, real quick, let's not do the trap. I was looking the other. Well, I was listening to on um, ACB radio the other day, uh, Tech Talk, and he mentioned a thing, and I read about it. It's not interesting. If you ever, if you or Chris or anybody heard of the Lyric L Y R Q, the, the uh, reading the scan, reading scanner. I have. Uh, it, yes, it's on the Mystic Access podcast. Uh, it's right, a, it's put out by, it's manufactured by some outfit called Zyrolo Zy- or something like Z-Y-R-O. And it's not that expensive, but it sounds pretty neat if you need something to carry around with you use to read stuff, because it, it, it folds up almost like a little laptop. And it's not that much bigger than, than a laptop. That uh, When they described it, I read it's only like 1800 some dollars, but it does, I read about it, and it, it seems to do a lot. I mean, it scans, it'll scan word by word, sentence by sentence. It'll, you can download a whole document into it. And wanna, I think it was a, you got to put a, car, a, a card into it or something to do that, but I don't remember. But it it sounds pretty neat. I mean, and it runs on battery life and power life. The battery life seems pretty long. i just curious if anybody ever heard about it. I, haven't, I, looked, I heard him talk about it. Well, let me go ahead and look at it on the computer. So I read about it, and it sounded interesting. Yeah, we heard about it, and it does sound kind of interesting. Right, because, you know, the camera folds down into the thing, and you just lay it down and fold the camera up. And the only thing I would, I wanted to call them and ask them, and I've often wondered about this, those, those, I've never really used one, but like the lyric of those devices that read like that, they say they can read newspaper on it. Do they actually stop at the end of the column, or is it made to read clear across the line? I have a self-contained Sarah machine from uh-huh. Freedom Scientific. It's, it's old now. I don't, I don't read newspapers, but I did try it, and there's a thing called column reading, and it's supposedly able to uh, go from... Co- in other words, if I wanted to read the first column on the left-hand side of the page, it, it will do it and stop and continue reading just that column. But that, that's temperamental at best sometimes, Bill. Yeah, that's oh, what because, I wonder if it could. Because the software's designed for the columns to be so far apart for it to be able to recognize them as individual columns is why. Right, that's what I was wondering when I, because I've often wondered about that when they said they could read a newspaper, how they determine the column. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, can, I can see the whole page, you know, like a scanner do the same thing and that, but just uh, curious, because, you know, even, even you got the OrCam uh, that's got, you know, the device you clip on a little pair of glasses or you can get the glasses. I often wondered, how does that recognize when you come to the end of a column? Because it can't, you can't see the column, so you just scan across the page. Is it going to tell you, well, go the end of the column, go to the next column when you're reading the newspaper? I don't have one. I couldn't afford to buy one, so I just don't well, have yeah, one. Well, yeah, an ORCAM. I, saw, the, I saw that thing. It was like if the columns are the right distance apart, it would do that. Oh, it and would? Them okay. in order, yeah. Okay. I was, just, I was just curious how that worked. 
Because I know I, I saw the OrCam demonstration. Well, last year when I was there in Indianapolis, I was there with OrCam, and I just looked at it. And he demonstrated a little bit, but it didn't really a whole thing. And I thought, well, how does that work with a newspaper column? All right, well, that's about all I got. I just, just curious if anybody heard about the lyric. I just, I just happened to hear it on the uh, Tech Talk. I looked it up. Yep, and it's, it's not that expensive. It's not, not real, real expensive piece of equipment. If somebody needs something to read, you know, textbooks or mail or stuff, but it's not something you're going to spend three, four, five thousand dollars for the same outfit thing, you know, if it works. Well, they have a lot of applications on the iPhone that you can use to scan things, and I oh, still yeah, think I that a flatbed scanner is always better. But it, but they are pretty uh-huh. good. I I have a, pro, a thing called Voice OCR, and I have. Uh, Seeing AI and I have uh, uh, Super Sense, and between the three right. of them, they work fairly well, Bill. So, yeah, well, I, I, I got I, I got BMI's on mine. I got Ira on mine. I pay that minimum fee for Ira, and I used it the other day. I uh, got a shipment of stuff, and I wanted to sort it out and market. And Ira worked real good with it. You know, I just called them and they told me what it was, and I then I marked it and. I called him a couple times because I said, I'm going to keep you on here because I had about 15 items I had to mark. So I, I'd do a couple and then mark them and then call back and do a couple more. But, yeah. but I'll use that. All right, well, that's it then. Okay. Thank you very All right, much, thank Bill. You, Bill. Mm-hmm. All right, who's next? iPod Touch is next and then Charles in Baltimore again. Go ahead, uh, Pierre. Yeah, I... Uh, uh, on that fee that they that they charge for the uh, uh, booking over the phone, I've never paid that. Oh uh, my! Delta, Delta, American. When, when you say you're blind, they will waive that fee. Especially uh, when they post that their website is not accessible. Right. Uh, they're asking but, uh, for it. Yeah. But uh, one time, Teresa and I got off the plane, and we had uh, specified. Meet and assist, no wheelchair. Well, two guys show up with the wheelchair, and they said, well, you got to get in. We said, we're not getting in. Them. So uh, we told one guy, just take his wheelchair and go on. So then we took all our carry-on, put in the in the wheelchair, and <laughs> he pushed our carry-ons, and we followed him. But... Uh, uh, one time the airlines lost our luggage and we were at my father-in-law's and uh, my father-in-law said there's this big huge black limousine just pulled up in the yard said I think they're in the wrong place they had br- they had brought my luggage in a limousine <laughs> <laughs> well at least you got it back <laughs> yeah but I bet it cost them two arms and a leg to send it to me well, that's why we pay $1,700 for those fares. But no, I, I think the fuel costs, something's just gotten out of, out of hand. And on the readers, I've got one called an Optolet, and it's a great reader. Like he said, the camera folds down, and uh, uh, it's about the size of a small boombox. And you can use it either on batteries or, you know, or plugged in. And uh, it reads great. That's all I got to say. All right, buddy. 
You'll come back when you need to. All right, we got... Uh, who's next, Jeff? Oh, uh, hold on a second. Charles, unmute yourself, please. Yes, uh, real quick. First of all, uh, let's uh, think about Jerry. I, I think he said Saturday or Sunday he was going in to have his test, the usual therapy today. So let's think about him and hope things go well for him. Now, um, concerning the machine uh, that, um, that was talked about a couple of calls ago, I've seen it. And one thing I'll say about it is I've never seen anything ever do this. I had I had my police scanner, and I put my police scanner on it, and it in a red to screen it told me like what county I was on, and all of that. I've never seen a reading device do that. I mean, it'd be a lot of money to pay to pay for um, you know to have that done. You know, just for something like that. If I were to just use it for that. But, um, you know, it has, they have come down in price, uh, considering what they used to be. I mean, 1800 is a lot less than three or 4000 But, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not inclined to buy it right now. Um, I just don't have, I don't really have the money. I have other things I need to worry about. But it is a nice machine because I have seen it. That's pretty cool that it could read that screen like that. Yeah, it is. It is. I couldn't get over that. And um, it's it's one of the better ones. The only thing is, I don't think you could take it to a restaurant. I don't think it's, it's portable, but I don't think it's that portable. Where you could, I mean, I guess you could, theoretically, but because it is portable. But I think it'd be a little big, big to take to a restaurant to read a menu. The best thing you can do when you go to restaurants, Charles, if you have a computer, um, I if I know I'm going to a restaurant I've never been to, I see if I, I check to see if they have a website. And 99 percent of the time, the, the menus are on the website, and I've I've been able to get away with it that way. So, yeah, that's true. That's one that's one good way to go go about it. it really is another way. Be, go ahead. You just gotta be careful doing that. I did that once and figured out what I wanted to eat, and I went to the restaurant, and they didn't have it. Oh, that oh could well, that could happen. Another way to do it is um, if you're if if you don't if you're not really that technology savvy, call the library and ask them if they can uh, read it to you. You know, when you call the reference desk, and that's another way to to get it done if you're not computer savvy. So anyway, I just wanted to check in again and hope everybody's doing well. Well, all right. Thank you, Charles. Charles. My, thank you too. My suggestion for the low tech. Be quiet, there, computer. My suggestion for the low tech idea is when you get to the restaurant, if you've got a nice waiter or waitress, ask them to tell you what's on the menu. But uh, that's the old-fashioned way. All right, we have Jim. one. We okay. have one more hand, Charles. Uh, we're going to go back to Arizona now and listen to uh, see what, what's going on with Scott, Scott. Edwards. Can you he, mute yourself, he's the please? one that introduced this whole topic in the first place about the scanner. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, the lyric. Yeah, I heard about. I heard about it on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm seriously thinking of getting it, even though I have Super Sense and it's great. But you know, when it comes to multi-page and you know like books and stuff, I'm I'm thinking it could. It could come in handy for that. Um, Bill, I understand you, you. I heard you say earlier you got the Mantis. I did. 
I, I've, I've had mine over a year now. I've, been, I've enjoyed it thoroughly. I've, I've been taking notes like crazy on it with the built with the built-in editor and using it on a using it on the laptop. I've, I've been doing that too. The only thing I'm disappointed, well, I knew it was going to happen. I can't use this yet with my fancy new Google Pixel, but well, yeah, but that's going to happen soon enough. But it is nice to take notes. Can oh, you yeah. transfer those notes that you've taken? Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, put them on a thumb drive and yeah. and. Um, you know, or transfer to a computer. You know, it saves as TXT. You know, so right. that's really. And another, another nice thing. I, I mean, I found you know, getting used to UEB as most as a lot of us are. You know, uh, if if you want to see what something looks like in UEB, all you got to do is type it on the on the keyboard. Make sure it's the Braille profile is set for you at UEB, and then just type it on the QWERTY keyboard, and it'll translate it on the fly on the display. It helps out here on the desktop because when I'm looking at phone numbers or things, it's easier to remember phone numbers if I'm looking at it with my hand versus hearing it audio-wise. Right. So, yeah, that's that's something that's been in the works for a long time. Probably come in handy as, you know, like Pierre... Pierre mentioned even they, they made a list of what to take, what to do before leaving, and all that stuff. Well, old Mantis will come in handy for that whenever you travel. Yeah, you use yours with your little small computer, don't you? Yeah, yep. Use sure it do. with that, and then you use it with, what else do you use it with, your iPhone, iPad? I, I've, I have a time or two, but I've, I've been hearing a lot about bugs and stuff, and you know, in the iPhone, and i be honest with you, most of the time when I'm using my iPhone, I have it in my hand. I have it in right. one hand, I'm swiping with the other, so I I haven't used it a whole lot with the iPhone. Uh, I, I imagine the 15.4.1, right. I think they may have cleared some of those bu- most of those bugs out. Yeah, and, and it's just a good, good handy device. Jennifer really likes oh. it, and she's a Braille expert. So, when when she likes it, um, and it's you know nice to be able to to take those notes and yeah, as a standalone, you know, have them there, have them, you know, just have and, them handy and um, them up anytime. Is it hard to find SD cards and US? Well, you can buy USB, I guess, but is it hard to find those cards now? Or they, I can usually get them at Walmart. Yeah, and get one and put it in there, and you can just take all yeah. the notes you want. Um, and the editor is actually pretty good. And yeah, it, I guess the one thing that people don't realize about the Mantis is it is a actually full size keyboard. So I'm actually doing that on this show. I'm actually driving it. With the Mantis, so uh, and it could be used as a keyboard only for dis- for devices that don't have Braille support or anything you might need to set up initially before getting Braille going, like I did with that with that real small laptop I have. 
Right. So I started we... just just put it plugged it in the USB and started launched narrator and was able to set it up. Then I installed Jaws and got Braille Gold. I worked. And for those who may not know, where can you buy the Mantis? There may be listeners it, of the Coffee it, Club who want to know. Mer- American Printing House for the Blind. They APH. sell it. In, I think Cubanware also sells it, don't they, Jenny? Well, they menu. My understanding is they APH designed it, so that it's a collaborative effort between. So if you're as in the U.S., you would get it from APH, and I guess I think internationally you get it. From oh, Google. okay. You, you APH go. designed it. Cubanware Cubanware is manufacturing it. And a little trip tip I learned here. You know when you buy something, you want it now, as soon as you paid for it. So I found out if I I paid an extra seventy five cents and got priority shipping, it was here within three days, or if I'd used the ground, it was going to take seven to ten days. Well so maybe I can do something after that when I get the lyric. So when you want it, you want it. You know what I mean? So, Scott, anytime... So, no, no, you, you want that instant satisfaction, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anytime you've got ideas or suggestions or things that we can feature on here, let us know because oh, yeah. we're willing to do it. And the, the lyric, the only thing that when he was doing the scanning of it, it sounded like it wasn't so accurate with the scanning, but maybe I was hearing it wrong. Uh, well, they even said, Bill, that it was the first time they were just unboxing it, and they had never used it before. So, yeah, they were they were getting they were the first time through kind of thing. Right, and the that's podcast, true too. So maybe they, I'm sure they know a lot more now. Yeah, <laughs> they might even do a tutorial on it. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I can tell you, it was a very good podcast because not only did they talk about the mantis, they also talked about about how they use their home security system, and it was just a very well, interesting podcast. You know, the home security system, and that becomes more and more of a thing. And one time we're going to dedicate to a program to these accessible lights you can turn on and off. And you can do this at pretty reasonable cost now. You know, to have lights plugged. Dave is probably into that. So, uh, you know, things that you can do. But with the. Uh, System and you don't have to pay these big mega bucks for monitoring now and all those long term contracts and and all that nonsense to get this done. So but Scott, you don't have to worry about security. You, you've got dogs that'll watch your property, right? You know. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're anytime someone comes, they're bound to they're bound to bark. The the the, the dogs are there, but that's good though, Scott. That. Yeah, I've been using this Mantis, and I really got it for interviewing or taking notes or uh-huh. having something when I talk to people, you know, as, yeah. as something. You want, to, so you want to be quiet, you know, you want, you want to, you know, you don't want to speak shot all the time. Right, I want to be there. I want to be there to do that. So, yeah, because... You do that because sometimes you've got your laptop and then you've got your headsets on and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and there you go. So you have to make the best of it, but it seems to be working okay. Just Well, and it's got such a quiet keyboard. Some of those things, yeah. the Just keyboard, play it. 
the display is fast and quiet too. But well, I, about it, basically all I had for now. Well, we appreciate it. It was great input. Great, great stuff. Thank you, Scott. Oh, we've got one more raised hand, Jeff. I don't. Let me just check again. Uh, we have eight one eight area code. That's done. Go ahead, Don, out there in, Hol- in Hollywood, out in California. I guess I North Hollywood. Yeah, well, uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, out here, it's uh, 59 degrees here in Hollywood, North Hollywood at the moment. Uh, we have a couple of things uh, I was going to ta- uh, mention. Uh, first off, uh, we missed uh, when Tim was giving his uh, number uh, for his uh, show. Sandy wants to call him up and bug him, I guess, tomorrow night. Uh, so I was just wondering if you could give us that number again. Well, he's having trouble with his email, so if you have Twitter, he, what he said is you want to tweet him, but at, at, at the, the tweeting address for Tim is at sign Radio Tim and the number one. However, okay. However, Don, his, his I phone, uh, His phone thing is all right, though, right? Well, right his now it's broken. He's, well, let's see, the phone thing... Let's see. Tim, you're not getting the phone messages, are you? Are you still in the room, Tim? I think he's not getting the phone messages because of the email, Don. Right. However, however, Don, after I get off the show today, I'm going right to the source, and we're going to see if we can get the problem fixed for Tim. So. Oh, okay. Right. Well, yeah. That was one thing, and the other thing was uh, uh, Sandy has something uh, for Yeah, I wanted to tell you guys, you know what a kitty fight is? A mal row. A mal mal row. (laughs) A kitty fight. Uh, That sounds like something Bella and uh, Sunshine. And along with that, uh, I thought I would uh, tell you, uh, out here we have a guy uh, on one of the stations here, his last name is Eckstein, and he's a uh, he's an animal. Uh, not only he's not a doctor, but he can psychoanalyze your dog or cat <laughs> or whatever. But he does have a national show, and I think he has also uh, a website. Uh, yeah, Warren Eckstein. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah. So maybe he can psychoanalyze uh, why uh, Sunshine is is dumping the water dish. There. <laughs> yeah, we'd like to know that. Oh, Maybe you should get one of those big, heavy steel ones, like by like we have the princess. She couldn't dump that thing over because she couldn't move it's it. Fun is why she likes to watch all that waterfall. Yeah, or she why the cat Bella is? Why Bella yeah, is? Yeah, do it. <laughs> Good kitty cat. <laughs> so anyway, I uh, just thought we'd uh, uh, give you that information in case you uh, didn't have it there. Uh, so anyway. Uh, uh, we'll, uh, but Tim should be good. Night and, uh, Tim uh, should be good to go. A little bit there. Yeah. And uh, say goodbye to you guys today. Uh, have a nice day, everyone. You too, Don. And, and uh, we'll see you again yeah. here. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling in. And Tim should be good to go by tomorrow night. I I will. I'm going to make some serious yeah, I'm effort. Yeah, sure he will be. Because if he's All not right, here. Well, enjoy. Have a nice day, everyone. All right. Thank you, Don. We'll just call those high-paid network administrators. And yeah, there you go. They'll take care of it. 
Right. Hey, it's not so much Tim, but when Jenny starts getting unsatisfied about her meal, then I know I better take some immediate action. So, no, we're going to get it fixed. Well, we, you don't want to get on Jennifer's bad side. You know that, Bill. <laughs> no. I should start throwing things and... and uh, oh, I've never done that. I always give Jennifer a hard time. I figure if I visit her one day, she's going to throw getting, a glass of water at me or violent. <laughs> Well, we should probably take a few minutes and turn this over to our friend from Pennsylvania because she probably has... A recipe and knowing Chris, she'll have 10 or 15 other comments ready to roll. I do have a recipe. It is a nice summery one. And even though it isn't summer here, I keep wishing. So here we go. This is frozen pudding sandwiches. And um, Jeff might even be able to make these. I don't know. How could you say such a one, thing? <laughs> one and a half cups of cold milk. One half cup creamy or chunky peanut butter, whichever you'd like. And it is possible now to buy peanut butter with no sugar added. One package, a four-serving size of Jello instant vanilla or chocolate pudding, or you can actually use any size you want. 24 graham cracker squares, or you can use chocolate wafers or even they even make chocolate grams or i suppose if you wanted to use vanilla pudding or something you could use the cinnamon grams that would probably be good too in a tall narrow bowl you could even use a large glass add uh, put the peanut butter in there and gradually add your milk blending until it's smooth and a whisk would make that a lot easier just a small whisk add your pudding mix Again, continue to whisk or beat about two minutes. Let's stand for five minutes. Remember that when you do instant pudding, it's going to set a little bit better after you let it rest a minute. And remember not to use the package directions. The package directions call for two cups of cold milk. You just want one and a half because you need it to be thicker. Take your graham crackers. Now, you can either do 24 squares or you can do 12 of the long ones, depending on the size of sandwiches you want. Spread your filling about a half inch thick on each of the crackers. Well, half of the crackers, I should say. And top with remaining crackers. So you've got one on the bottom, one on the top. Spread till it's as smooth as you can get it and slightly press your other half on smooth around the edges with a butter knife or a spatula freeze them on a cookie sheet until firm or about three hours wrap individually for storage and you could do this in saran wrap or whatever you so choose you could even layer them in addition put parchment or wax paper or something between them but that's a good summertime cooling off thing that you could take that good. to a picnic and put it in a cooler and have it for dessert. You could. Yeah, it's cool. They used to make uh, a pudding that had graham cracker crumbs in it, and then it also had pineapple. And oh, Ooh, I love that. That stuff. would be good. You could mm. use chocolate chip cookies, or you could use anything really. You could. You could. You could. Do we have a? 
raised hand. Bill, I think. We do. We have Bill. Bill, we knew you'd get on here with this with this topic. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, Chris, that recipe, I don't know how where you found or how old it's been, but my grandmother used to make those for us kids back in the early, in the late 40s and early 50s. But she used, instead of milk, she used real cream and mixed it. They were rich. That would be more like ice cream. Yeah. Right, it would be. It was more like an ice cream sandwich. It's almost the same thing, but she used real cream in it because or we have that a dairy farm could- we separate. You could soften ice cream and <clears throat> use that too. Well, you could do the same thing with ice cream. You could put melt salt and ice cream. But that, but when you read that, I thought, man, that brought bad memories. I had those things back in the late forties, early fifties. My grandmother used to make them all the time. Of course, she used to do it when she would do it. She didn't have back then. She didn't have electricity, so she would lay them on blocks of ice in the old refrigerator where you put the ice in the top and. And the blocks ice and then the cool the stuff off. So she'd she'd place them in that on the ice. And now they have almond butter and all kinds of things like that that you could use if you didn't want to use peanut butter. Right, because some people are allergic to peanuts. Right? You could use anything, but no, but no, I just brought back memories. Oh, it's you like, could use you know, Nutella like, if you wanted to. Yeah, we're talking about food like the other. I think it was last week I mentioned uh, a thing my grandfather used to do, and I think it was. I forget who would come on and said, oh, yeah, that was a stunt the Three Stooges did. But um, I forget who it was said it. Now, it was the end of the show, and it couldn't get back to you. But when it, when he did this, I'm talking about the, the, the 40s and 50s when I was a kid. You know, I was like 8, 9, 10 years old. And now I'm 82 now. So that was before the Three Stooges were even known that he would do that with a, with a table knife and eat his peas with a table knife. Put them on top of it, so... I just wanted to, you know, some of these things I mentioned, I should date them because I'm, I'm older than all you guys. <laughs> You're practically I'm, I'm the, older the old, than all of us. Right, that's what I mean. I'm older than all of you because I'll be, I'll be, 80, I'll be 83 at the end of this year. So when I, when I discuss things when I was a kid, I'm talking about the, the 40s and the early 50s when I was a kid. You know, because that was back then. So, but you know, I can remember my grandma, grandparents. They didn't have electricity until 1956. And they finally got it because my um, all my aunts and uncles were were able to afford to have the electrical lines run down to the house it was three quarter of a mile down from the main line, and you had to pay to have that done back then. And they finally had electricity for them. Yeah, I, I grew up with the old kerosene lamps and that one at my grandparents' house. Way back. That's all then. <laughs> And so the, the ice man delivered cakes of ice to your house for the refrigerator to your grandmother, I should say. Is that how they got the ice? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we, we would go get the ice every every two days. My dad would drive into the, the ice where they sold the blocks of ice. And he would uh, they'd put them in a, in, a, in a metal tub in the backseat of the car. And he'd, that was about a two-minute drive or five-minute drive. He'd drive home, and we'd you'd bring it in and put the big block ice up in the top of the refrigerator and they keep it cold for another through three days, you know, depending on how hot it got, depending on the hot weather. The winter time, they use the outside a lot for refrigeration. But in the summertime, they'd use that. And the way it worked, it just ran cold water down through pipes because you had to have a, you had to have a pan underneath to catch the melted water and every, every day you had to empty the pan because the ice had melted. You know, and 
that's what kept things cold. But, but then you didn't, I don't know, people did things different. I mean, I can remember my grandmother always churned butter because we had the dairy farm. We separated milk, so she made butter for all the, all of her kids. Even when they got to be adults, she made, she made butter for them. And that butter would always sit out on the table, covered. It never went in the refrigerator, never spoiled. I never understood that. It never was spoiled, you know. And of course, my grandmother, she was, oh, I guess she was kind of somewhat, at Christmas time, every kid in the township I lived in, I lived up in Wells County, Indiana, Union Township, every kid in that township, my grandmother and grandfather made them Christmas gifts. Either to make wooden trucks for the boys, she'd make dolls, she'd make doll clothes. Every Christmas a kid had that. And I don't know if you ever knew there was a radio station, Fort Wayne, WWO, with their big powerful stations, not that anymore. But um, she started with them the Penny Pitch program way back in the late 40s, where you'd send in donations and then they would don't, you know, buy gifts for kids and that back then. They couldn't afford it. But she was one of them that started the Penny Pitch. With and I bet her favorite radio show was The Little Red Barn, huh? Oh, yeah. Listen, oh, yeah, I knew Jay Gould real good. I knew Jay Gould, and, and um, I met Nancy in the Hilltoppers a couple times. Bob Seaver, I knew him. Bob Seaver used to come out to my grandparents' house for family family functions. He used to, used to invite him out there. Somehow one of my aunts got to know him real well, and they'd invite him out, so. And then, there, of course, later on, there was Jack Underwood and Bob Chase and the different ones. You know, but no, Little Red Barn, he used to listen to that every morning in the barn, milking the cows. They had to do that to keep track of the farm report. <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking yesterday, back in memories, I can remember we would sell corn. Well, we usually fed our corn because of dairy fruit, but, they, but corn was back then, say, 30, 40 cents a bushel. I just heard yesterday, corn was eight dollars and four cents a bushel to the to the farmer. That's what it's going for in the market now. Well, times they are changing. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, it, it's all changed. Oh yeah, sure. I know it's it's changed because things are wedding gone up in price. I mean, they just signed a thing here in Illinois. The governor did um, that. They when the new budget comes out, I think it's in July or something like that. He just signed. They're going to eliminate sales tax on food, uh, uh, some sales tax, the state sales tax on gasoline, kind of people having a hard time, prices are high. But I, I told my daughter, I said, huh, I said, you watch. Every price is going to go up 10, 10 cents or 10%. Just why? I said, because the, the retail market, they're going to raise their prices 10% because they don't have to pay the sales tax. They're going to keep that, they're going to raise the price, keep that money for themselves. And then next year when the budget ends, they'll, they'll go back and you'll still pay instead of the forty-five ninety-eight, And you know, they'll be, it'll be gifted about $49. I said, they'll keep that. And then they'll still charge the sales tax on top of that again. But they made all that money in the meantime. Just to show you how bad it is, Bill. I, I happen to like Thomas's English muffins, and, and I went to the supermarket last week to do my shopping with Instagram. 
$4.50 a box of English muffins. I, know, I, I have never seen I them know, that high in my life. But I, I waited I because the following week they had them on sale, two for $4.50. Yeah, you know, but so nobody bought it, right? Nobody buy it. That's the way my daughter and I do the same thing. You, you look at something you want and uh, wait next week, you know, and it'll, it'll come down in price because no one bought it, you know. <laughs> and oh. the price of milk nowadays is what? Three dollars a gallon, almost average. Three bucks a gallon, in a lot of places. You know. I can't even buy a gallon of milk because it would go bad. The only thing I drink milk with is cereal. I don't, I don't drink glasses of milk. I just don't, I just don't like it that much. So, oh, I've, I've drank milk all my life. Go, I mean, go ahead, Bill. I, you want to say something? No, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't drink as much as I used to. But when I was a kid, we had a dairy farm. My sister and brother and I. There was three of us. We used to consume fifteen gallon milk a week. Whoa. Hey, I got to tell you, Chris, Chris, you were talking about cooking, and I really don't like cooking, but even my sister, who does cook, said, you know, it's gotten to the point where I, I don't know what to cook anymore. I mean, I just don't, I can't figure out every day there's something different to cook, obviously, but she said, you know, I don't know what to cook. I'm so sick of cooking already, because they, they do like to eat out occasionally, like once or twice a week, and stuff like that. So it's, it is it is an issue, unfortunately. If you, you know, you just said today, you said earlier before the show, I really don't know what we're going to have for lunch today. That's 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 kind of the whole thing. Well, that's uh, it. it it's too. hard to come up with something every day. I mean, you, you just get to the point where it's like, oh, that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound good. Actually, we're having hamburger steaks and gravy and mashed potatoes and green beans today. But then you get oh, in the rut if you good. order out, too, because that's true. So many restaurants, and you've had that from that place so many times, and you what am I going to get now? What sounds good? But I've never seen DoorDash uh, door change somebody's life like Chris and Dave. When Chris got access to DoorDash and to Instacart, I've never seen it change a life. So, um, a few years ago, well, three or four years ago. I think we first had it in Indy before she had it, but when they got it, she made the most of it. You remember that, Chris, when you switched over to Georgia? Yeah, yeah. We we do like being able to order, and we like being order being able to look till we're done looking. I like DoorDash. I wish they would. I wish they would make the app and quit changing it all the time. But one thing, and you're right about this, Chris. I'm looking for McDonald's hamburgers on the on the menu or a quarter pounder, and they mix it in with everything else sometimes, and it's just a just it just tiresome. It's of annoying. Of yeah, I it's wish t- all these apps would quit making you weigh everything before you can do anything in the app. Instacart, uh, DoorDash. I, I just deny it. I, I just say no, not no, not now, and that's all I well, do. Well, you just you have to find skip. You can do it, but. And you can skip also. I don't. I don't rate the orders. Well, all yeah, the time. you can, but they shouldn't make you have to. It is a challenge. Well, it can be I, a challenge. <laughs> I've gotten to where after an order, I try to just go in and do it so that when I'm ready to make the next order, it's not in my way. But, you know, that doesn't always happen either. Well, one thing I did find with Instacart that's easy, and I like doing this, is I, I if I know I think they're going to be out of an item, I always choose the replacements as I'm ordering items. So that they, the, the least work that the shopper has to do to get my stuff is probably the easiest way to do it, and I, I, that's how I've done it. I choose replacements even if it doesn't say they're low. That's what that's what I'm doing as well, Chris. Um, you want to do my shopping tomorrow, Chris? I, I really no, never mind. I'm just kidding. 
Uh, I didn't think so. She could be a professional shopper. One thing about <laughs> you can't do as easy, like for example, uh, we would have a hard time logging into Jeff's. I guess we could, but it'd be harder when you're ways away to log in and do Instacart. I've done it away from home, but it's hard. They don't like doing it because they were afraid that, that there might be a scam or something. Even with Uber, for example, I, I wanted to get my daughter somewhere, and I wanted to get an Uber to her house, but they, yes, they would let me do it, but there were tons of, well, that's, you're really not where you're saying you want the Uber to be, and they, they don't like, they don't always like you doing that kind of stuff, so it, it can be difficult sometimes, Bill. Yes, it can. And Tim, we will work on your problem right after the show and see if we can't get it to where we can get this problem solved. And I don't want no uh, text from these service people saying, well, you got to do this, you got to, I want a straight person to talk to. Either fix the problem or don't. So we'll see what happens to get you all of a sudden get you fixed back up. Uh, Seems to be a problem with uh, Thunderbird that you can't find the incoming ports now. I don't know why to make the changes on them. If what's going on with Thunderbird, but we'll We'll see if we can't get yeah. that issue. It was probably something they did with one of their latest updates, but I was they, having, they up, I was they having the problem before I did the last update. Oh, okay. yeah. So we're going to get it fixed. As we don't, I'm getting all the Tim's requests. Yeah. Yeah. So well, let's, have, let's just have Bill do my show. I've done that too. Come back to working eight days a week. Yeah, eight days a week. Is that a Beatles song? Never mind. Yeah, eight days a week. But we've had a great show today. Thanks for all the uh, response. I mean, that was just uh, fantastic. And thank you. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to the panel and thank you to all the great callers and uh, people talking today and, and we really appreciate it well have a great week until next week and we'll see you then and have a great one if I can get this fixed.